0: this is dear hallmark each week i'll bring you reviews of your favorite hallmark movies and tv shows so grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode hello everyone welcome to another episode of dear hallmark My name is Dara, and I am your host for this show. This is a show where we talk shop about Hallmark movies, any and all kinds, Hallmark drama, Hallmark movies and mysteries, Hallmark Hall of Fame, new ones, old ones, ones on Hallmark movies now, and everywhere in between. So whatever you're doing as you're listening to this, whether you're cleaning, doing bills, chilling out max and relaxing all cool, taking a long drive, commuting to or from work. I just want to say cheers to you and thank you for joining me for this episode. You guys, as I'm recording this, today is the day that the countdown to Christmas schedule was released. And I want to do right by homework and acknowledge that. I don't want to spill any beans, however, as to movies that I'm excited for just yet. Because I am recording a special birthday episode of the podcast. And in that birthday episode, I'm going to tell you guys my five most anticipated Countdown to Christmas movies for this year. The ones that I'm looking forward to the most. And so I am going to reserve all reactions for that episode. But what I will tell you is that this crop of movies is incredibly interesting. They are releasing some on Hallmark Movies now. I saw that they're doing an extended version of Three Wise Men and a Baby that is exclusively being released on Hallmark Movies now. They are also going to be releasing the Miracles of Christmas movies, which are the ones that are shown on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Those will be released on Thursday nights instead of doing a double Saturday feature like we used to do where you would have the Hallmark Channel movie at 8. And then the Hallmark Movies and Mystery movie at 10. Now, there will be one Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And there will be nine Hallmark Movies and Mysteries movies. And then 31 Hallmark Channel movies. This crop of movies is also more international. We have a lot more Christmas movies that are set overseas. Our homeland is Europe this season. There is some set in London. We have Norway. We have France. And I believe we have Germany. I'm not all too sure. Don't quote me on that. But I am looking forward to talking about these movies with you guys and also the theme for the year has been released in the countdown to christmas promo so much like last year's theme was the the knitted sweater feel this year's theme is the candy cane and sweet treats and it's so so cute and i love it so so much Um, I'm a sucker for some branding, man. I, I have to say, I am a sucker for some branding. So the link to the Variety article that released the lineup of movies where it'll tell you the name, the date of its release, the time, who stars in it, the synopsis, that will be linked in the show notes for you. This episode is incredibly special uh, because as you know, I've been on this journey of just kind of reclaiming my love of Hallmark (laughs) and I've really been digging into the treasure trove that is Hallmark movies now and I have been wearing out my subscription. And so I have been curating these specific lists of favorite Hallmark movies under certain themes. So we've done cooking and we've done wine-centered movies. And I want to submit another list for you guys. This is for all of my book lovers, writers, bookshop owners, readers, authors. If ever you find yourself associated or affiliated with a book, this one is for you. I am going to be sharing with you my favorite Literary hallmark movies. I did literary slash bookish, because most of these movies, the being an author is the crux of it. But there is one that is story, and there's two I would say that is story or literature themed. So that is what I want to get into this episode. But before I do that, I thought it would be fun to kind of have what I'm calling Dara's book corner where I can just talk shop with you about books that I've read for this season and I thought it would be apropos especially because I'm doing this list of bookish Hallmark movies and so with summer wrapping up literally fall starts this week I thought I would tell you what I've read for the summer and what I'm currently reading as we transition into fall. So summer is the season where I really got my reading momentum back. I read one book here and there in the winter and in the spring. I remember reading one murder mystery to complete a trilogy that I had started last year and then in the spring I read one romance. But the first and second quarter of the year was incredibly busy for me, Um, so I I didn't read as much. However, this second half of the year, which my vacation kicked off in Fourth of July, and because I had time to read, I really allowed myself to drown into the literature that I've collected and amassed over the course of the months that I was still buying books, like I've, I would buy all these books, but I still wouldn't read it, both in Kindle and in print form. So I started with just a book on my Kindle during my vacation. And I also visited a lot of bookstores on my vacation, and I just kept being drawn to this one book in particular, and it's titled The Best Summer of Our Lives. And that, dear friends, is the book that really catapulted me into this reading frenzy that I now I now find myself in, and I'm so grateful for it. I saw this book at first in A Book's a Million, and the cover was just so alluring. And it was so simple, but... I, I made a promise to myself to truly enjoy the summer season and not try to rush it because I want to be able to be present and find joy in every season. And so I said, well, let me aid that by finding some books that I can read that will give me summer feels. And so I saw this book and the cover is just four girls laying with their backs on a dock by a lake and it just looked so fun and carefree and when i was at that books a million i decided "Mm, no i was mostly getting their bargain or clearance books but then the following day i went to a barnes and noble and i saw the book again and i said you know what you're coming with me (laughs) and i i do not regret that decision at all it, I read that book in five days, which was, which is very fast for me because of how busy my life is current. My life is currently. Once I, I bought the book in print, but then as my eyes, my vision became worse over the, the summer as well, unfortunately. And so I now have to read exclusively on Kindle. It's hard for me to read print books. Um, Kindle, I devoured it. And I have not looked back. I enjoy reading on my Kindle. And what I've even begun to do is I transition between my actual Kindle device and then the Kindle app on my iPad because I'm able to see the book covers in color. And so it just offers a different reading experience, but also because it doesn't feel like a book and because I don't actually know how many pages are left physically by touch, the Kindle does tell you, like you can click on it in the bottom left-hand portion of either your the, I, the app on your iPad or phone or the Kindle device. And it can also tell you how many minutes are left in the chapter you're currently reading and even how many, how much time is left in the book. And so once I read The Best Summer of Our Lives, I was gone. And what that book is by Rachel Hawk, you you guys. And it was... It was such a beautiful story. Rachel Hawk is a beautiful storyteller. Really quickly, it's about four. T- it's it's actually a dual timeline novel. We are with them, these four girls, in the summer of 77, when they are 17 and 18, the summer before they go to college. And then we see them in their adult age, the summer of 1997. And so we get to see in 77 what contributed to the demise of the friendship between these four girls. And funny enough, each of the girls are named after a season. There's summer, spring, autumn, and then winter's name. Her last name is Snowden. So they just, they called her Snow, but they they were known around town as the Four Seasons. And each of them, oddly too, and I think this contributes to the brilliance of the author, takes on a specific trait of the season that they're named after. And I just think it's such, it's such beautiful, compelling story. It's heartfelt. There's that teenage romance, and then even seeing them as adults in 1997 it is just such a beautiful comprehensive heartfelt heartwarming story and I think if you're not opposed to reading summer stories like that outside of the season by all means get it now but I know I purchased it for myself so that I could get the summer feels. but I would encourage you to read it it is so 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 good Links for all of the books that I'm going to talk about will be in the show notes, by the way. So that's the first one, The Best Summer of Our Lives. And then I was on vacation, right? On my Kindle, already had a book called The Sweet Life by Suzanne Woods Fisher. This one just seemed like a little cutie patootie vacation summer beach read, which is what it is. It is about a young woman and her mom. Her mom... um is in remission from breast cancer. So it's completely gone. We give the Lord the praises. And so to begin this new chapter her, of her life, her husband, you know, she's, um, it's been, I believe a year or a year and some change since her husband has died. She's gotten over this cancer. She wants to do something different in her life. She takes a vacation with her daughter and I use the word vacation in, in quotations. If you read it, you, you'll you'll know why. She takes to this vacation with her daughter to Cape Cod, and she ends up impulsively buying a dilapidated creamery. And she vows to fix it up, and she wants to become a creamery owner. And it's just so cute. You're, you're in this beach town. You're on Cape Cod. It's the summer. The timeline is between... I believe it's Memorial Day. No, it's leading up to Memorial Day when they open and a little bit after that. And then there's already a book too that I haven't read yet that I'm saving for next summer that I think goes up until Labor Day. We'll see. But it is very it's it's such a it's such a cute book. And I could see it being a Hallmark movie for sure. So if you're looking for a cute light romance. I mean, light is a L-I-T-E is subjective here because you are with the mother as she's trying to grapple with being free of the cancer, you know, like really living her life. Um, But it's still a cute story. And I, I, I still suggest it all the more. Next, I decided to Um, do something a little bit more read something a little bit more gritty but it still has that summer heat this one is called Pink and it is the first of a series called the Shades of Style series It it follows a designer named Raya Joseph in the concrete jungle of New York City Afro blowing in the wind and she meets this unsuspecting gentleman on the train who ends up being her fitness her personal trainer like their meet cute is, it it you can't even describe it. It's this the whole book, is such a journey of her trying to grapple with this magnetic attraction she has to this guy, but over the course of their personal training relationship, things she finds out, she. And even her past hurts and failures, she doesn't want to let down her guard again and her fighting against that. But yet she has this attraction. It's really, really good. And even on top of that, this is an older book. This one came out in the early 2000s. And so with this book, the author wanted to get across... um, talking about AIDS and the importance of going to the doctor and getting yourself checked out and things like that. So that you will see that as a message throughout the book. But it's still, you'll be fanning yourself a couple times. I'm just saying it's a really, really good read. And then I wanted to switch up the genre. So I decided to read a book from this author. I heard And have seen a lot from this author. Her name is Colleen Coble. She is a USA Today best-selling mystery novelist. And so I said, well, you know what? Let me dive into what she's got going on. And so I bought a novella of hers from a bookstore. Not knowing that the novella is actually kind of like an extended epilogue of a book that she already published. And so I got that book on Kindle, devoured it, and then read the novella in print because I, you know, that was, I got it in print before having to exclusively read Kindles. The mystery for this book is really, really good. You guys are going to enjoy it. If I didn't say it already, I forget. It's called The View from Rain Shadow Bay. You guys are going to enjoy it. And so I ended up reading the novella after I read the mystery. And the novella is about a man and woman getting stalked on their vacation. But we'll leave it there. (laughs) Definitely pick that up. What I am currently reading... For the first time ever, I am diving into the world of Sherlock Holmes, and I am reading A Study in Scarlet. I am going to be reading the whole Sherlock Holmes detective series in publishing order. I wonder if that will give me a feel for how the character progressed as Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote him. Um, I find it interesting already as I'm reading that we're getting Dr. Watson's perspective. So it's making me wonder... Because I'm seeing Sherlock through someone else's eyes, um, the bias that goes into what I'm reading, even though it's a made up character. You know what I mean? This is my my literary critic like, getting in the way, but that's what makes it fun. That's what made literature class so fun. You're talking about art, the things that could have, should have, would have, you know. So it's such a joy to re- to dive into the world of Sherlock Holmes, especially during my commute to work and from work. And so, yeah, so you guys, those are the books that I've read and what I'm currently reading. So what we are going to do now is we are going to take a break. And when I come back, we are going to get into my favorite bookish Hallmark movies. So stay tuned. <music> Welcome back, my friend. Let's get into my favorite literary hallmark movies. So this one we are going to start off with. I feel like this movie has been on almost every list except for the vineyard one because it's not a wine movie. Summer Villa. I mean, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? The movie is fantastic. Hilary Burton is our romance novelist. Who has writer's block. And so she goes to the villa of her best friend or editor. I forget. I haven't seen it in a long time. But it's still so, so, so good. Why? Because Hillary Burton and Victor Webster. Killing the game. We're in France. It's a villa. We have pages. He reads them. She writes them. We're in France. There's a villa. She has pages. He reads them. She writes them. So. What more can you say? She's in France. I mean, what author wouldn't want to go to France to a villa to unclog their writer's block? Like, what? That is the dream. That is the dream. Send me to Francais. (laughs) Send me to Francais so that I can write a novel and get published. I would love that. So Summer Villa is an easy, easy submission here. Next one on the list is one that I just got finished watching a little bit ago. And it's so cheeky and cute. I had to put it on this list. And that is Winter Love Story. Starring Kevin McGarry and Jen Lilly. Now, Kevin McGarry in this one, he's a he's a suave, shoulder-leaning man. You know, like he leans in with the suave and the swag that he has in this movie. Jen Lilly is kind of our low-confident, um, newly-published author who is paired with the sci-fi fascination's of Elliot, played by Kevin McGarry, and they go on a book tour together, and it's winter. If you're new here, winter is my second favorite season to Christmas in home, in the Hallmark universe. So it it wouldn't even be a, a Dara curated list if a winter movie wasn't on here, you know? And I'm so happy that they made a winter run a winter movie surrounding the author in books. And I love that Kevin's character was sci-fi and they tried to throw shade at the sci- at sci-fi talking about, Oh, you're writing dragons and blah, blah, blah. But I just have three, actually maybe four words. J R R Tolkien. Done. Drop mic. The the Godfather of modern fantasy. So we can't throw shade on the sci-fi, because I feel like it's a multi-hundred million-dollar industry between books, movies, and games, and the the fandom of within sci-fi, whether books or movies, they are thick with two C's. Okay. But I I love the the book tour of it all, I love the the clash of personalities, if you will. But he seems still so caring and willing to to nurture nurture her into her full her fullest self. That's what I feel like his character did. His character provided her a safe space for her to really be herself. And I really, really appreciated it. Next on the list is a newer one that really just came out of nowhere for me. (laughs) I wasn't expecting to like this one as much as I did, but dag nabbit, it pulled my heartstrings and stayed there. And that movie is A Fabled Holiday. I know, I know, I know. This one is about a book that comes to life. How could I not like it? Now, here's the funny story. I was at the event last year put on by the wonderful women of Rama drama called Christmas in Chicago, where this movie, A Fable's Holiday, was screened before it aired and premiered on the network. I got a chance to interview Brooke, and Brooke Dorsey and Ryan Pavey, On the red carpet, among others, the director of the movie, Her Husband, as well as um, her husband also directed Three Wise Men and a Baby, which was our Saturday feature. And yes, Paul and Tyler were there, and I interviewed them as well. But this movie was the Friday feature, but I was so wired and hungry that (laughs) I was milling about like a little beaver. I couldn't stay still, and so I didn't actually watch or I watched the movie in bits and pieces at the event and so getting back home I took some time to watch it and I I enjoy watching Brooke Dorsey act that's just what it is and I think she did this role justice and I love the premise I am such a champion of the imagination, and I feel like that's what this movie was. It was a banner, it was a parade of the imagination. Oh, I can't wait to watch this movie again during the Christmas season. And it's such a cozy one. Like, if I ever wanted to feel like a kid again. I feel like this is that movie. I think it's so creatively brilliant. Like, I can't get over the creativity of this idea. And this, listen, this may have been done before, but I mean in terms of Hallmark and what they were able to execute. I think the idea here is just, I I love it so, 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 so much. And I think that what that's, that coupled with her actually being a bookshop owner as well has my heart it has my heart and i think i enjoy i i just i know i enjoy that movie so so much for those things and i really really love it now next i have a hallmark movies and mystery offering for you this one had not unthinkably good things been a movie this movie would have took the gold for hallmark movies and mysteries in my opinion last year and that movie stars eloise mumford and it's called the presence of love eloise's character is a professor of romantic literature she is needing to be published And I believe it's the dean of her college that comes into her office to remind her like she needs to finish this paper to get this paper published, this essay published. And so timing, coincidentally, she gets this package from her deceased mother that is supposed to be opened on her 35th birthday that is coming up. And it's for her to go to, I believe, Cornwall a small country the english countryside and there she's trying to find time to write and it's the scenery the storytelling the performance this movie is perfect and it's literature based because she's a professor to extra points eloise Mumford is quickly becoming one of my favorites. We saw her again this year in a more lighthearted role with Sweeter Than Chocolate. And she was just so delightful. I have to look again and see if she has a Christmas movie. There is a lot to take in with that Countdown to Christmas list. I, I promise you, I should just take off the week that fall begins because I have to know that that's when the countdown to Christmas movie schedule comes out because last year the countdown to Christmas movie schedule came out on the first day of fall this year is a couple days prior but needless to say I need to see if Eloise Mumford has a Christmas movie because I I do want to see her again I think she is able she is one who is able to do both drama and Romance and lighthearted, very, very well. It's not a hard transition for some people. I prefer them and sometimes think that they should stay in one lane or the other. But for Eloise, I don't mind seeing her in either. She is so talented and such a joy and delight to watch. And she played that role down in the presence of love. And it's 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 a movie that's incredibly close to my heart. My focus, I majored in English, I have my degree in English, and my concentration was in British literature. And I know that's kind of like quasi contradictory because I'm just now reading Sherlock Holmes for the first time, but none of my classes actually had me reading Sherlock Holmes. So don't don't judge me, okay? I just wanted to put that out there. But I, this movie is just so sweet. This is a movie I can watch over and over and over again. This, it's, it's literally like, it's like a pot of soup. That's how warming and beautiful this movie is for me. It's just done so well. And I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. Let's end this list with a mystery. Mystery 101, that is. I mean, how could I not acknowledge Professor Amy Winslow and her father, Graham, who is an author of crime fiction and she's a professor of crime fiction? How could I not acknowledge that? So I i just love that aspect of that mystery series that they tapped into the crime fiction and literature side of things and i mean i feel like there's not much to say because jill wagner and christopher palaha and her and the guy who plays jill's dad in this like and then the actual writer john christian Plummer. Okay, what I will do, I'll highlight a specific episode. Episode two, the second installment of Mystery 101 is my favorite because it is the most intricate. It kept me guessing and I could not for the life of me figure out what the connection or what was going on. And I think that's one of the most brilliant episodes of Mystery 101, in my opinion. In my opinion. So let's summarize this. We have Summer Villa starring Victor Webster and Hilary Burton. We have Winter Love Story, starring Kevin McGarry and Jen Lilly. We have A Fabled Holiday, starring Brooke Dorsey and Ryan Pavey. We have The Presence of Love, and I forget the young man's name who stars opposite her, but Miss Eloise Mumford is our leading lady in this movie. And then lastly, we have The Mystery 101 series, starring Jill Wagner and Christopher Palaha. Now, I also want to submit for honorable mentions one, um a couple of movies. This movie is called All for Love and it stars Sarah Rue and, D- and Steve, I was going to say Dean K, Steve Basic. This is a 2017 pick, so it's an oldie but a goodie. This is the one where she's researching for her book and she has to, like, she does research with the Navy SEALs. It's a cutie patootie. It is a cutie patootie. Now, another one that I don't hear a lot about, but that I I was suggested, it was suggested to me to watch this movie. It's on Hallmark Movies now. It's called Love's Complicated. Now, the the woman is an author in this, and throughout the movie, she is trying to write her book. However, she is unexpectedly enrolled in a conflict management class by her boyfriend who single-handedly enrolled her. It's not like, oh no, he's not doing it with her. He's like, I enrolled you in this class. (laughs) And so she ends up developing a friendship with an unsuspecting journalist. It's a very, very interesting movie. It's an enemies to lovers trope um and i think it's one that you will enjoy so again that's love's complicated and all for love well you guys we're going to take another mini break and i'm gonna come back with some announcements and we will close out this episode for the week so stay tuned Welcome back, my friends. Thank you so much for spending time with me here in the home of Dear Hallmark. I just have a few parting gifts for you as we close out this episode. So the first one, Hallmark has decided to give me four, not one, not two, not three, but four signed posters for the movie Come Fly With Me starring Heather Hemmings and Niall Mater. So if you are a lover of Ni- of either Niall Mater, Heather Hemmings, or you just love that movie, and you want to win a signed poster, be sure to comment on the Instagram picture with the signed poster. I'm going to leave the giveaway open for a few more days to get some people to comment that haven't already, please, one comment per person. Multiple comments will not get you multiple entries. <laughs> so please, one comment per person um for this giveaway. But yes, four people will have the chance to win this signed poster from Miss Heather Hemmons and Mr. Now Mater. And I wanted to let my podcast family know about that in case. They haven't been on social media lately, so get thyself on over to Instagram. That link is in the show notes. And then lastly, this is the last week that my friends at Mahogany, they are doing a $50 discount on their tickets for their first ever event, the Mahogany Moment, that will be taking place in Atlanta, Georgia on October 1st. And guess who was just announced as their keynote speaker? The wonderful, talented one and only Miss Tabitha Brown. You wanna make sure you are in the building. Whether you are a writer, storyteller, graphic designer, interior designer, no matter what your craft is, no matter where your creativity finds itself, you wanna make sure you are at this event to get the tools that you need to turn your passion into a business. And Mahogany is extending the discount till Sunday night of this week. Just enter the code MOMENT50 when you get your ticket to get $50 off. Again, that's MOMENT50, all caps. I'm going to put it in the show notes so that you can get $50 off of your ticket. I cannot wait. This will be my first time in Atlanta. I'm excited. I can't wait to meet people. I myself am a creative person. I find myself occupying different lanes within this creative space. And so I know that this will definitely be beneficial for me personally, even outside of it being a mahogany event. I know just what just me being a, a person a creative person in general i'm going to benefit a lot from attending this event there'll be vendors there'll be opportunity for networking and also getting imparted into through our keynote speaker miss tabitha miss tabitha brown there will also be some rest and wellness spaces for you to just chillax chilling out max and relaxing and all cool And then there are also office hours so that you're able to talk one-on-one with people and pick their brain about whatever it is you want to talk about. And there's also a Hallmark Channel resting space. I can't wait to see what that looks like. I'm really, really excited about that. But you guys, again, thank you so much. Those will be the end of our announcements for this week. Don't forget to check out the Countdown to Christmas schedule. The link is in the show notes. The links for all the books that I mentioned in our first segment is going to be in the show notes as well. The link for the Mahogany Moment discount code for your ticket is in there, as well as the link to Dear Hallmark's Instagram so that you can join. The giveaway for the Come Fly With Me signed poster you guys i love you thank you so much for listening and in the meantime between time be sure to watch a hallmark movie that you love and i'll talk to you guys in the next episode ciao my friends